interesting because, you know, when I opened Home Sweet Home, the first boy came to me for Shabbos. He, I, I interviewed him, but he didn't know he was being interviewed by me because he was living by somebody. And um, they wanted to get rid of him, but he didn't know. So they said, there's a house opening up, you know, meet this guy, he's going to help you. And uh, maybe they told him, I'll find him a job. Anyway, halfway through the interview, he, he's like, after a couple minutes, he's like, Oh, there's a house? I don't need a house. What do I need a house for? Because I'm, I'm fine where I am. Hey, did they send me to you because they want to get rid of me? It was before Pesach. It was Mamish this time, right? It's like two weeks before. Um, and, uh, and then he was like all upset and he actually left and he went outside and I chased him down. It was freezing. A whole story about it. But Lamaisa, I told him, you know, forget about it. You don't need the house. But I don't know how to run a house. I don't know anything, which was true. You know everything. How about I want you to just help me? He said, okay. So I drove him to look at the house, and I drove him to look at the, what's happening over there, and he gave me his comments, and they were good comments, right? And then I invited him for Shabbos, and he came to me for Shabbos. And after Shabbos, he said, I don't have anywhere to go. The place that I was staying said that uh, they, don't, they don't want me to come back. So he ended up moving in, into my house. He ended up staying there. In your house? In my house, my house. Or, or, in my house, yeah. before and then six weeks later is when Home Sweet Home opened up and he was the first kid. He moved in there. And um, he was by me, within a few weeks he was putting on tefillin and he was, you know, it was just, it was just he, needed, he needed the right type of environment. But that's how it started. You know, it started come for Shabbos and then he had a place and then we, we never in a million years would have signed up for this. In other words, if someone would say, can you have somebody move into your house for six weeks? He's a, the, the, you know, alcoholic and he stole, and he's, the people before us he stole $8,000 from. He's thrown out of home, he lived on the street, you know, whatever it is, right? You interested? No way. But came for Shabbos, and it was so nice, and he was such a sweet kid, and it went so well. After Shabbos, I, I, told, I didn't want to commit long term. I said, you know, I don't know, but, you know, until, until for a week, until next Shabbos, after Shabbos. I mean, he was great, and then he became almost like part of my part of my life, the sweetest guy in the world. So erlich, so wonderful, so fine, and it wasn't easy. It was a journey, but that that six weeks, you know, Pesach, he ended up being with me. And so, if you have um, if you have an opportunity to invite somebody who's homeless for for Shabbos, you may have a good experience. You may end up being seeing something in yourself that you never saw. Before I opened Home Sweet Home, over 20 years ago, I was at the Aguda Convention, the first time that it became this thing, Youth at Risk. And then they had a Shabbos afternoon talk. I think it was Yankee Horowitz and Yaakov Solomon. They were like the groundbreakers. You know, I saw the sign over there, right? And I was like, what does that have to do with me? What does this have to do with me? Eh, I had no shaykhs, and I didn't go. I was there. I didn't even go to the speech. And a couple of years later, I ended up opening a house and diving in. So we never know what's available for us. And of course, there's a lot of danger in taking in a stranger and never let them sleep with your kids in the same room and always make sure there's an adult around. Don't be stupid. But there are so many homeless kids. We're living like in a crazy time where, on the one hand, Kali Israel is so huge and so wonderful and, and, and so many beautiful meisters and so many beautiful homes and so much. And then on the other hand, we have kids walking around like they're in the, in the Ludge ghetto, in the Warsaw ghetto, where they, 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 this, this wonderful girl has no place to live. How can it be in, in our dar that there's homeless kids 
and then they get abused, and they get... I had boys who came to me, who before coming to me, were going from place to place, were getting mamish. I don't even want to say the words. The abuse that they went through, because they didn't have a place to go. And then they just go wherever, and then they get suckered into all kinds of stuff. It's it's so crazy. And it's all because they don't have a home. And one of the things I could say, that I'm pretty sure if it's 100%, probably, if not, it's 99 or 98% of TP parents... Your kids are at home. Whatever it's it's gonna is gonna happen in the future is gonna be better than if they're homeless. Better no matter what, no matter what, what, what. And meanwhile, we have you know the bad advice of people. You have to do this, like you said. The guy wanted you to make a contract with your son, which you knew he would fail, and then you could throw him out. Anything that's gonna lead you down that road is is it's yatsas but has saved the times a million. No matter what you do, if your kids are home. The end result is always going to be. Um, you don't. I always say, like, you parents don't even know what you're saving, even without hatslacha, because you don't know what would have been the other way. The other way, you don't even understand the tsar of the other parent. The calls that I get from people, their kids are out of the house for years. The the trauma on the other kids for years, the yelling, the screaming, the the calling the police, calling the the, the kids in a state facility, and then psych ward, and and people say, oh, you know, you have to call nine one one, you have to call. It sounds very good, but they don't know the next step. The kid comes back home even more angry, a day later or a week later or even a month later. They don't stay forever when you call nine one one. They come home and they're more angry, and it's a cycle of violence, and then and and and, and the craziness. So. What we're doing, not Baruch Hashem and and Ruba de Ruba, have calm. Mitzvah for everybody. We have probably ninety eight, ninety nine percent calm. We have like one or two percent that it's it's harder to have calm. But all I think all of our kids are home. We don't need this We don't need home sweet home that I had. That's why I closed it. We don't need all these wonderful organizations are for kids who have no parents. Your kids have parents. But why do they feel some of them out there that I don't have parents? What do you mean? You have parents right there. Uh, I don't feel comfortable there. Uh, they don't like me. That's the worst, right? They don't like me. They don't accept me for who I am. And a lot of it is done in the name of, of all kinds of ideas that just make the kids ultimately down the road much, 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 much worse. And a lot of it is done falsely in the name of Tyra. Which is so sad because if we would just listen to the real Das Torah, if we would just listen to what the Baal Shem Tev said, what the Chazanish said, I mean, it's so clear. Only Avoisis Ahava is going to work. Only ropes of love is going to work. And we have so many kids, Nabuch, we, we hear every day about suicides. Every day we hear about suicides and overdoses. And, so, and it's horrible. So we have to do everything that we can. And that's what you're doing. The dedication of you parents. Bottom line, unbelievable. There's nobody like you in the world. There's nobody like you. Mamish in the world. You should be very, very, very proud of yourselves. Kirachim of, like you, parents like you, Abanim came to Racham Hashem That's always what I say. Say, this is, you're extending the, the, the love and the Rachmanis, the compassion. You're extending the line of what any parent ever did. No, no parents ever did what you guys do for your kids. Right, right. And when you look at other kids, you look at them, that, that's, that's exactly the point, right. Because all the guys working on the street, we like those kids. 
So everybody likes it. I said, if it's not your kid, it's much easier. You look at her. You're not looking. You don't take her averas personally. You don't care. You don't take her tattoos personally. You, everything that she does wrong, you say, oh, you never, right? Hazit. It's Rachmanus, right? She shows you tattoos. Your, your first reaction is, Shema Yisrael. What happened to her? Obviously, it's pain. So on somebody else's kid, and that, that's exactly what's been happening in Klaus' for 30 years. The parents themselves have the shame, they have the pain, and the reaction, instead of mercy, is anger and frustration and embarrassment. Makes a lot of sense, because it's your kid, right? But everybody else loves your kid. No, everybody else says, and the, 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 these wonderful yeshivas that, that are there for them, and the wonderful mentors that are there for them. At home sweet home, ask my volunteers. We didn't have a miserable existence. It was fun, because it's not our kid. So a lot of what we need to do to get our mindset is, imagine that, you know, this wasn't my kid. The worst they are, like, she's, if, if you saw her on Yom Kippur eating a ham sandwich, you wouldn't feel personal pain. You'd, if anything, you'd tell, you'd tell your husband, you know, we we, we got to be Makar for even more. we got to make sure next year we're going to invite her even more because we have a job to do here. We want to save her. We want to save her Neshama. We want to save her Fa'ilam Abba. But we also want to save Fa'ilam Azeh. There's almost nothing she can do because it's not personal, right? Unless she steals your car, which they do also. But that's the thing. I always call them kips, kips, kids in pain, kippalach. And, and, and I always ask you, are they like puppies or are they like... Some you know, and and most of these kids are really their puppies. If you go them with a glut and you give them a cigarette, best friends. That, like this friend, right? He's you're looking at him, and he's being so he's such a sweet guy. And you say, well, why can't the parents? Why did the parents uh, deal with him? It's much harder, right? Right. He doesn't even on the right, 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 right. Right, it's hard to believe. It's hard to understand. Now, I'm sure there's. I'm sure they gave the parents a lot of pain, and he rebelled, and they didn't know how to deal with it, and then the circle of violence, and, and the cast, and the, on him, and uh, fine. But the bottom line is that this kid, who is such a Russia, that can't be home and doesn't have a relation with his parents, that kid, if you meet him, you should also feel that way. But n- nobody else will. So th- this is part of what's happened. That we realize that our quote unquote rishaim are actually the sweetest. And that's part of why we have to do TP, because all that tough stuff, maybe if you have a real Russia, it's just not true. And even those that are on the outside seem so tough. It's just pain. It's just pain. When when you're calm and you're calm and you're sweet to them, they're puppies. I got to say, like, you know, I I loved the, the guys in Home Sweet Home. I, I, I felt, you know, it was hard work, especially in each one. I, I used to say after we were so successful, right? My success now depends on this next Meshuggah crazy kid. And, you know, if a kid wasn't happy, that's my success. I'm running a program, right? And I had to, each time I had to start from the beginning because the kid with attitude, when, when they're angry and they're rebellious and they don't trust anybody, they're not impressed with your track record. They're not going to say, you know, I'm listening to you because you did Adarabba. They say, yeah, he's, who knows what he wants from uh, manipulating us. They're more on guard if you're successful. Kid came in, he told me, I did research. The, the, it's true. The first 10 kids who came in, forget about that they were successful. Forget about that they were happy and healthy and clean, which is amazing. They also, for some reason, we don't know why, all became from. And and I did graduations, and they graduated, and, and you see the pictures and the videos that I have. It's unbelievable. So this kid said, I'm not coming to you. He met me. He came to the house. He said, I did research. I'm not coming here. 
I said, why not? He said, because I don't want to be from. I said, I, I, I don't want you. I'm not going to make you be from. He said, oh, that's your way of making people from. So I said, what, what makes you say that? He says, because all these other guys left here from. I said, I promise you, it was an accident. It was true. It was an, a total accident. I, I had no shachas min chamar of nothing. I didn't force them. I didn't pressure them. I didn't do anything. I just gave them oilam hazeh. Yismach leiv, mevakshe Hashem. And because they were saved from the shal tachtis of life, the underbelly of life, to feel VIP by a bunch of guys that all happened to be from, they felt like they want to be like us. That's how you save souls. When you're their example, and they're going to want to be. Now this girl's going to want to be like you. You're her role model. And going to want to be like you. And you're, this, that's what happens. You become the role model. And then it does, it's, it's, you don't have to say, did you put on film today? Or did you, did you dress the you stick? That's not the way you're Makarov. Those being Makarov with words are using the least successful way. It's just, that's it. You become the role model. And by showing exactly what you did, I'm not scared of your tattoos. I'm not scared. You could be you. I could be me? Yes. That means that I am likable. I am enough. I am accepted. I am enough. I don't have to dress up for you. No, you're good. The same way that everyone on the street thinks that they're good and everyone in the world thinks they're you're good enough. And that's why people ask me, why do you have to be so extreme? You have to allow everything? The problem with TP is, the problem with acceptance is that the slightest thought, forget about words, even in your mind, of not acceptance spoils it. They're so hypersensitive to acceptance. Either I'm fully accepting you or they feel like, and that's why people don't hop. Why do you have to be so extreme? We see this. You think for a second, uh, that's it. They shut down. You accept me. I, I know you're not proud of me and I'm different than the family and I can't take this community. And all of the, 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 the whole pus starts to come out of the infection. So that problem with acceptance is it's either it's pure or it's tainted. That's why we have to be so so, so careful to work on ourselves because they know how we're thinking. Now, they before you open your mouth, they know if you're for me or you're against me, you like me or you don't like me. That's that's the that's the way to save lives.